Can we give a clap to Jesus right now? Welcome everybody in the house and everybody online. It is such a pleasure and an honor. Please be seated. Please be seated. Such an honor and a privilege to be with you here uh, again. And uh, thank you, Pastor Andrew and, of course, Pastor Chantal. We have so much debt of love and respect and honor for your pastors. Can you give it up for your pastors? I can spend the entire time I've been given and the rest of the day speaking about how amazing your pastors are. Without getting emotional, I want to say if our church, Next Level Church, exists, it's because of your pastors. And it's because of Surf City believing in us, praying for us, encouraging us, sowing into us. It's because of Surf City that Next Level Church exists. I'm going to give you a little bit more detail later on of what God has done. But just to give you a heads up, we're about a month shy of being two years old. And within these two short years, over 300 people made a decision for Jesus. That's because of you. That's because of your pastors. So I'm forever grateful for Pastor Andrew and for Pastor Chantel. Now, truly an honor, and uh, I'm going to go right into the Word. Today, a lot of the songs, a lot of the worship, and even baptism, is all about water, all about rain, all about pouring. And uh, that is a great confirmation, great sign from the Lord, because God also wants me to talk about water. And we're going to get to that in just a bit. In the mid-90s, God gave me a, a burden and a passion to do Christian rap. I know I don't look much like a rapper now. I'm a retired dad now. But uh, I used to do Christian Tamil rap. I, I saw a lot of violence and a lot of gang violence and a lot of things happening in the city. I wanted to do something about it. And so I just started doing rap and doing CDs, releasing CDs. You know CDs? All the young ones are like, what, what is a CD? I don't know what a CD. And uh, I used to go touring uh, internationally and I, I just wanted to reach people for Jesus. I just, I just wanted to do something for the kingdom. And at one of the concerts I was participating at, this guy looked familiar. So I realized it was one of my friends, good friends from OAC. Again, all the young people are like, what in the world is OAC? It's grade 13 back in the day. Those of you young ones. I used to be young ones. But... I'm like, man, I'm so shocked to see you. His name is Ali. So I'm like, Ali, I didn't know you're Christian. Man, thanks for coming out. And he comes straight for my throat. He comes to my throat and starts squeezing my throat. I'm like, Ali, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, people are watching. He's like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me about Jesus? Why didn't you tell me about Jesus before? And that just broke my heart. Here I am wanting to be used by God and I thought platforms and attention and CDs and albums and... But this guy was in my class. We did projects together. We saw each other every day at school. And I did not even plant a seed. I understand. I don't want to give, be like, oh, you got to evangelize and preach and just convert them and baptize them on the same day. No. Maybe God is calling some of us to just prepare the ground. Wow. 
so that he can send somebody else to plant the seed to send somebody else to water the seed to send somebody else to harvest and I had to reevaluate my life and how I'm reaching people yes platform ministry is so important but what we do in our day-to-day lives in our schools in our workplaces in our families you know our families need more encouragement that drive-through lady that you're so rude to because your coffee is not perfect she needs Jesus she's going to be turned off by Jesus by your rudeness God is calling you to be the hands and feet of Jesus so I started to evaluate and change some of the things and and I decided Lord use me not just on the platform and behind the mic but if you can use a donkey you can certainly use me and it may be uncomfortable it may be inconvenient man I want to welcome all the people watching online welcome and we did online church for 70 weeks before we started recording at the church so uh, I got some scars our team's got some scars to show you and I know you guys have been through it I love online church you know you don't have to dress up maybe just halfway up maybe just put a hat on but it's convenient I can put my feet up maybe we need to repent because even in our online hosting we say grab your coffee put on your fluffy uh, whatever you shoes or bathrobe or whatever, and then get comfy we're gonna worship God get cozy some of us take a nap during online not you guys not you guys watching today not you guys and some of us is Wrestlemania in the house you're trying to guys worship God stop fighting and then like literally five seconds later he touched me he pushed me he took my toy come on guys we're worshiping God and then I'll be preaching about the love of God but I'm like so rude to my kids because they're not being but we get used to this convenience we, 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 we get so used to uh, just hey if I feel like it you know I hope it's perfect I hope it's the way that I want it to be but we forget that God has called us to be influencers I don't care if you only got three people in your Instagram following you you are an influencer you're a vessel for Christ wherever you are the way you are I know you got that issue with your nose and your uh, I got an I had an issue with my nose I'm like my nose looks exactly like my mom's nose so every whenever people see my profile they're like they think it's my mom but the way you are God created you exactly the way you need to be in order to reach the people that he's called you for so stop stop competing comparing devaluing because when you compare and compete you devalue the gift that God has given you and God has already placed greatness in you he breathed his living breath of life in you see maybe our bodies are made out of dirt but he breathed his breath of life in you you are precious you are called you're appointed for such a time as this this is the perfect time God wanted you to be alive and the world is better because you are here so I repented because I was not reaching my 
circle. I want to ask you today, who are you reaching? In this revival month, we're talking about today, revive our evangelism. God is calling you not to just reach the unchurched and the de-churched. That's why we planted our church. But God is calling you to reach the burnt out Christians as well. The Christians that have been hurt by church. Can we say that in church? There are some church folks that are loving and there are some church folks that are weird. How many weird Christians in the house? Don't put your hands up. Don't you? Yeah, the weird, weird ones don't know that they are weird. But the ministry of evangelism, in other words, missional lifestyle, is not just for those who are far away from God. We love them, we want them, and we make our experiences inviting for them. But there are a lot of hurting Christians that need your missional love. And if I can tell you, Pastor Andrew was that for me. In 2017, me and my wife, we were done. We were burnt out. We're like, this is it. We can't continue like this. We've been hurt in every way possible. People that we loved, we got hurt. But this man of God reached out. There was something that God placed in his heart. Regarding us, he reached out. He, re- he messaged me. He called me. And I'm like, who are you? I don't even know. And I'm always like pushing people away because I've been hurt. I'm like, I don't want another pastor to just like, what do you want? But he was persistent. He was prayerful. And something in my heart said, connect with them. And I'm so glad I did. Because if he was not walking in the missional lifestyle, you would not see me here. Walking in my calling. You would not see me and my wife having a healthy marriage. You would not see Next Level Church. And those 300 souls, where would they be? Each one of you. There's a circle. And Pastor Patricia talked about that at the huddle earlier. Your circle. Your circle of influence. You're in a circle. Those that are connected to you. God wants you to be a missionary for them. You don't have to fundraise and go to a faraway country. Your neighbors don't even know your name. God send me. He already sent you. He's already called you. He's already appointed you. God give me. I've already given you. This opportunity. And whatever that opportunity may come packaged as. He's given you. He's given you time. He's given you people. Maybe it's not ideal. Maybe it doesn't look perfect. Maybe it's not glamorous. But you know what? You are called. And there's nothing better than to see someone far away from God come closer to God. You know what's even better than that? To see somebody who was burnt out doing ministry. And you, you are the vessel that God chooses to bring them back to life in Christ. Hallelujah. Can we give a clap to Jesus? So if you're sitting there. Maybe some of you got saved, you you gave your life to Christ, and you're just sitting there, and you just want to live and die and go to heaven. Man, I feel sorry. You would have missed your entire purpose of your existence. If you just get saved and wait to die. We're not here just to do church. We are called to be church. Church is not a movie. Church is a movement, and you're part of it. God has chosen you. He has called you to encourage others, to bring the best 
out in others. You're called as a city on a hill. You're called to be a light in the darkness. When you do that, you're fulfilling your purpose. We are called to reach people for Jesus. How do we do that? Matthew 28, 19 to 20. I don't know if I'll get through my message today, but I'm just going to go for it. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. I got 29 points for you. You got time or you got reservations? You good? Okay. My watch doesn't work anymore, so I don't know what the time is. Battery died. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. It says, Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus commands us. The great commission is a command. It's not the great suggestion. God wants you to go into the world. God wants you to go everywhere in your world. And preach the gospel. He wants us to reach all people of everywhere. And this is what Jesus said before going to the cross. And last time I was with you a while ago, I talked about Zacchaeus. And Jesus meets with Zacchaeus just before his crucifixion. And right here, before going to the cross, Jesus gives this great commission. It's a big deal. It's not the great suggestion. If you found a way out, of a burning building. Say you're in a building and it's burning and you found a way out, you would escape. But when you realize there's somebody in the building that is not able to find the way out, would you not show them the way? A lot of times we escape and then we're like, I'm good. I just want to live my life, be peaceful and just move. But there are people in the burning building. And today my heart and, and of course the, the series about revival is that our hearts will get even more on fire for those that are far away from God and those who are burnt out in ministry. Reaching people is so important. And God's primary way of reaching people is through people. He wants to use you. Because I don't have access to your inner circle and you don't have access to my inner circle. You are best and most efficient in where God placed you. The woman at the well. I'm just going to touch on that a little bit. John chapter 4, we see Jesus in verse 4 onwards. Jesus. And he had to pass through Samaria. Can you, can you say had to? Jesus had to pass through Samaria. It was a must. There was no hesitation. There was no question. There was something divine. There was a divine appointment God was getting ready to do. Verse 5, so he came to a town of Samaria and Sychar near the field, uh, blah, 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 on, 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 just to save time. So Jesus, wearied as he was from, the, from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about six, um, six, the, the sixth hour, or in other words, it was noon. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and he said to her, give me a drink. The disciples went away to get some food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Because the Jews didn't have dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Everybody say living water. Living water. 
the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that water? On and on and on. Verse 13, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water again. Today I'm talking to you on the topic of Revive Our Evangelism. We had an awesome worship time and wonderful prayers. I'd like to pray one more time. Let's close our eyes. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for not giving up, us, giving up on us. We thank you, God, for placing us where we are. Because of your divine trajectory in our lives and divine appointments. And in your infinite wisdom, God, you have orchestrated beautiful things in our lives. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now as I... As I continue to share your word, that God, that you would minister to the people, that you would speak to their hearts, you will bring encouragement, give us revelation, show us Jesus, help us to fall in love more with Jesus and increase the fire of the Holy Spirit in us, God, so that we can be your hands and feet and reach this world. God, only you know what everyone needs today. Speak to them personally in Jesus' name. Amen? Can I get an amen? amen. All right, you can say, ride the bus. No? Okay. I used to be a thing. So this woman we see, I'm just going to quickly summarize and give you a few points and a poem if I have time. She's married and divorced five times. And the guy she's living with now is not her husband. So she comes to the water to get water at noon. Now who does that? All the other ladies come early in the morning, but this one comes at noon. You know why? Because she was probably the gossip of the town. She was probably ridiculed. Maybe she was put down. She was rejected. So she comes to get water when no one else is around. So she comes when no one is going to see her. But Jesus goes out of his way to see her. Jesus goes out of his way to reach her. And sometimes as Christians, we're like, oh, I don't mingle with non-Christians. We're afraid of catching imaginary non-Christian viruses. But we are, we, we're not called to separate, but to permeate. We are called to be a, a, a change agent. God has called us to be ambassadors. God has called us to walk as catalysts for change, to bring people closer to Him. So we need to go where people are. We need to reach them. Not just tick the box, hey, I went to church today. And this woman, just like many of us, if we would be truly honest, she feels unworthy. She feels shameful. She feels disappointed with her own life. And she looked for love in all the wrong places and she's still disappointed. She probably thought, God wouldn't want me. I've sinned too much. People wouldn't want me. I've done too many mistakes. I have too much baggage. I feel useless. But she has an encounter with Jesus. You can bring the presence of God. People can have an encounter with Jesus through you. You are his vessel. She meets Jesus and Jesus lets her know, I love you, I value you, I can change you, I got a plan for you. And guess what? This woman, after she has an encounter with Jesus, she goes back to the very people that she was terrified of and she gives her testimony. And the entire town gets saved. 
Entire town meets Jesus because of this one woman. Because of Jesus, he has so much to do before his death on this earth. But yet he was willing to be inconvenienced. He goes out of his way. It was uncomfortable, him being a Jew and she being a Samaritan. But one encounter with Jesus changed her. And once she had that encounter, she went. And a whole town got saved. Don't undervalue what God wants to speak through you. When God gives you that burden, don't ignore it. Maybe there's somebody that really needs to receive that encouragement from you. There was a guy, young Christian guy. He was at the end of his rope. He did this church thing and all of that and he got burnt out and he, and he was at the kitchen and he was about to do something really drastic and I, I don't want to say anything. You can imagine. He was about to put a full stop to his life. At that very moment, another kid from his youth group calls him and says, I don't know what you're about to do but I feel in my heart, God put it in my heart to say stop. God loves you. True story. You are that vessel. There are times when God told me to connect with somebody or talk to somebody and I'm like, God, come on. Like, it's going to be weird. They're not going to, like, they're fine. Like, I just saw them at church. Like, they're okay. And then a few days I find out they went through something really tragic or something really painful, something that could maybe have been avoided or the direction of that issue could have changed if I only obeyed the voice of God. Maybe it's just a text. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a coffee. You are the change agent. You are a missionary. And you are on duty. We never take off our, our calling and say, I'm done. I did my eight hours today. You're on mission all the time. Yeah. Hallelujah. There's a life that needs to be reached through you. There, there's a soul that needs to be encountered by Jesus. And you're the one God has picked. Hallelujah. And we come up with all these excuses. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I can't talk. I, can't. I'm, I didn't go to Bible college. I don't have six degrees. No. You can still have six degrees and miss the Holy Spirit. God has called you. He has appointed you. He has given you His Holy Spirit. So when you don't know, He knows. And He will speak through you. The right word at the right time for the healing and the restoration to come. And that's why I love your pastors and this church so much. So she has an encounter. And she goes back to the, to the town that put her down. And she said, I ain't, I ain't got much to give you. I don't have much to offer, but I've experienced Jesus. And he's changed my life. Come and see him. They all got saved because of one person. So whether you're in person or watching online, know that you're in the move of God. You're not in a movie, but you're called and you're invited to, to experience this move of God and to bring people into this move of God. And there are people in your circle that only you can reach. See, we, we can talk about soccer. We can talk about politics and conspiracy theories and all but. We're so reserved to talk about Jesus. We shy away from sharing the Savior of our soul. After I had this incident, unforgettable incident with my friend Ali, 
I made a decision that I won't be ashamed to share the gospel. I will be sensitive. I will be loving. I will be caring. But I will bring Jesus in any way, any chance I can. Because we just never know when somebody's last day is. And just recently I found out that one of my close friends in high school in another time passed away. And I didn't have a a talk with him. Um, You don't have to feel guilty for every single person that, no, but... God, is there something different I could have done? And today's the day. And this coming week is a brand new week where you can wake up in the morning and say, Jesus, use me. Who can I go to? Who can I text? Who can I talk to? Who can I encourage? And he will lead you in divine appointments. And you may be afraid, but God will give you the courage. Hallelujah. Are you getting something? I want to be part of changing somebody's eternal address. I want to be part of populating heaven. I want to see my friends and family and strangers in heaven. And what an awesome privilege it is that we can be part of that. I am the church. I don't just watch it, but I am the church. Can you say that? I am the church. I don't just watch it. I am it. Where I go, I am the church. I don't do church. I am the church. We used to think the church was a building. But thanks to COVID, it's no longer. You are the church. You are the movement of God. So number one, my point, I'm getting to my first point now. Got a little... Care for them. Don't just preach at them. Don't preach hellfire on them. Just care for them this is what Jesus did Jesus needed to go through Samaria out of his way because there was a burnt out immoral woman who was going to come to the well at noon and God was setting up a divine encounter with her there are divine appointments God is setting up for you for you to meet people to meet and God wants you to reach them And verse 4 in in the passage, we don't have to go back again, but it says that he had to go through Samaria. And you know, there's a lot of racial tension between the Jews and the Samaritan. But Jesus, he's not bothered by people's opinions. Can we stop giving importance to people's opinions and devaluing the call of God on our lives? Jesus wasn't bothered by people's opinions. He goes straight to Samaria because he has to. Peter probably would have been like, um, J.C., I think your uh, Google Maps is broken. We shouldn't be going through Samaria. Peter's probably like just yapping on, but Jesus had to get to the well. There's a reason Jesus had to go through Samaria. Maybe he was physically thirsty, maybe a little bit, but I think he had to because he was going to meet this woman. We got to learn to leave our comfort zones and go to people that are different than us. Those who are rejected, those who are different races, different economic status. We got to go to them and enter their world with care. Enter their world with love, with the message of hope, with the messenger of Jesus. God is not looking for your ability. God is looking for your availability. Are you willing? And even before I go through my next points, sometimes our hearts get cold. Our hearts become stony. We have hard hearts. And I can give you all the points and all the things. 
But first, God has to break our hard hearts. And only His presence can do that. Crying at the feet of Jesus. If I can leave you with one thing today, is crying at the feet of Jesus every day is what will lead you into revival. Crying at the feet of Jesus. Reading your Bible and just your tears falling on your Bible and just, God, I'm nothing. You are everything. Use me, Lord, today. That. There was a time that I touched on earlier. And as I was going through, you know, when you get burnt out and when you get fed up and you get hurt, you start to get a bit bitter and get angry at God. Like, come on, God, why are you doing this? But then you still have to do your roles because you don't want other people to backslide. So you go through the motion. Any people go through the motion? Don't lift your hands. So I was in worship and they, they were worshiping. I'm like, it's not a song I like. It's going too long. Off key. Critical, critical. And then I saw this old man. He was offbeat and he was just like, Praising God with everything that he got. And he was just like, like, what is he doing? And then the Spirit of God spoke to me. I felt the love of God and I said, look at him. He's worshiping me like a child. I want you to worship me like a child. Let go of your sophistication, all your complicated thoughts and all these. And just worship me like a child. And when I saw that man making a fool out of himself just to praise Jesus, that just broke me. And I, and I cried and I repented and I said, God, I'm so sorry. If you want revival in your life, if you want to be living as an effective missionary, in a missionary lifestyle, cry at the feet of Jesus. Every day, I say, God, use me. I ain't got much, but God, use me. Point number two, have a conversation with them. Don't, Jesus is very relational. Evangelizing doesn't have to be mean. Encouraging doesn't have to be rude. Jesus just wants to build bridges, not burn them. No point winning arguments with people and losing a soul. Number three, adapt to them. You don't have to be the next Billy Graham. Maybe you were disappointed because today, today Pastor Andrew or Pastor Chantal was not preaching today. You're like, who is this guy? But God called me to be unique. God called you to be unique. God has given you the gifting and talents that you need right now. So that you can adapt to where he is taking you. So don't criticize yourself. We see Jesus dealing with this woman differently than with Zacchaeus. And Jesus dealing with the rich young ruler differently. Uh, and Nicodemus. And the woman caught in adultery, Jesus deals with them uniquely. He adapts to them. God wants us to adapt. Don't be robotic. Don't be repetitive. Number four, share your story. What is your story? Some of our story of meeting Christ might be epic and fireworks and like, you know, a, a blockbuster Hollywood production. But maybe some of our life story of meeting Jesus is simple. I was lost. Jesus found me. I was broken. Jesus healed me. So in a simple way, find a way to share your story. Jesus gave you hope and eternal life. Use your story to take people to his story. That's where the power is. In the message of the cross. 
Because the Bible says that you are overcome. That you overcome by the word of your testimony. See, the enemy doesn't want you to use your testimony. He wants you to feel shame and feel like you have nothing to offer, that you're weak and you, you sinned last week and you did this and you, you're not qualified, you're not good enough, you're a hypocrite. But you got to stop today. you got to stop believing the lies of the enemy. Can I get an amen? Those negative words that you keep hearing in your head that is stopping you from your calling, you got to stop it today. In the name of Jesus, stop believing the lies of the enemies today. Where are you? You're in church. You're doing better than you think. And naturally, as humans, we are overly critical of ourselves anyways. So be kind to yourself. Be gracious. Share your story with somebody today. Share your story with somebody this week. Number five, invite them. Because time is running out. The end is near, and that is true. Sharing the gospel is urgent. And sometimes we wait for the most convenient time. But sometimes it's too late. And personal invites is the best when it comes to people meeting Jesus. We can spend so much money on social media and marketing and door hangers and everything. But when you pick up the phone or invite a friend, there is an 80% chance that they will commit to church or get saved or have an encounter with Jesus. Amen? Amen. So your personal invite is powerful. You are an influencer. And nowadays it's so easy to invite people. You just copy-paste, isn't it? You don't even have to talk much. Just be like, hey, come to my church. Copy-paste. Actually, my son's best friend is joining our church for the first time today. Hallelujah. So use it. Don't get into arguments and debates. Just invite the presence of God. Because you are invited to be a vessel for the kingdom. Because when you invite somebody into the body, into the church, you're inviting them into a supernatural atmosphere where their lives can be changed. Where their chains can be broken. Where their curses can be broken. Where healings can take place. God is giving you that power. To change somebody else's life through his spirit. Life trajectories can be changed forever. That impact that the woman had with Jesus, the town is changed. The impact that you can have on a daily basis, that person, their family, their next generation onwards. You can make a change for generations to come. Just by your invite. You're inviting them to a place where their families can be changed forever. And we got to understand that, yes, we have weaknesses, but the spirit that raised Jesus, the same spirit that raised, that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That truth alone should revive us. That truth alone should give us confidence. We're here to change the city. We're here to change the nation. We're here to change the world. And it starts with you. It starts with you. It starts with your invite. It counts for eternity. My last point is, a, missional living leads to exponential multiplication. I talked about your church's impact for us and your pastor's impact for us. And we can turn around and thank God and be amazed at what God has done in the last two years. Because it wasn't out of our own clever thinking or anything like that, but it was truly, truly the Spirit of God. 
In Proverbs 11.25, it says, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will ref be refreshed themselves. When you focus on others' needs, when you serve others, God will take care of you. God will refresh you. God will meet your needs. But when we are not focused on the fight, when we're not focused on the mission, our problem seems bigger. Yeah. See, a dog in a fight doesn't realize it has fleas. Because so focused on the fight. But when you're not in the fight, you're not living missionally, you're not evangelistical, you're aware of everything that hurts, everything that is going wrong in your life. So as I end, I want to encourage you, fight the good fight. You make a difference. You are a missionary. You're called to live an evangelistic lifestyle. God is stirring hunger in our hearts today and thirst in our hearts, not just for another church meeting, but for Him. God wants to use you to bring encounters wherever you go. It's not, it's not what I can get. When you are fully surrendered to God, it's not what I can get, but it's what I can give. It's not, it's not what I can keep, but what I can sacrifice. When you encounter Jesus, it's not about us anymore. It's about Him. And that's what we need. Not just once in a while revival, but a lifestyle of revival. That's what God is inviting you into. Not just a visitation, but a habitation from God. A church that will cry out and say, God, it's all about you. We are sold out to Christ. Even if it's culturally not a popular thing to do. Jesus is waiting for you at the well. Jesus is the living water. He wants to refresh you. He wants to fill you and He wants to send you out. Church is not a movie. It's a movement. We don't watch church. We are the church. Be the church everywhere. Serve city. Let's go change the world. Amen. Father, we humble ourselves before you. Use us, God. Church, can you say, Lord, use me to live a missional lifestyle, to bring somebody closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give a clap to Jesus.